Aiden! Ahsoka! I brought help! Ma. The Shadow. What fun! What fun! You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the capital run less than 12 parsons. Hey everyone, and welcome to Castle Run Weekly. My name is Danny. I'm Heather. Alright guys, and today we have a pretty cool topic, I think. One that's been a long time coming for us. Um, because you're kind of a super fan. I love me some Maul. Oh yes, Darth Maul. Darth Maul! <laughs> yes, so, I mean, obviously we know he's already met his end in Rebels. But it's time to celebrate him. Because he needs some friends here. <laughs> I, he's been through a lot. Yeah, I um, I liked his demise, but... I didn't, I mean, it was bittersweet to me. It was bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, in, I guess, just diving right into it, I mean, Maul's always been, well, I say always, he was up until Clone Wars a very underused character. He was yeah. this character that was just like, wow, it's so awesome, and then cut down literally by dun, 50%. Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, he got shorter. Yeah, he got much shorter. <laughs> um, it, it just in the in his first movie, I mean, it was just kind of it was disheartening because I remember like as a kid, like I loved Darth Maul, like even leading up into the movie, because you know how they always do the toys before the movie and all that kind of stuff. Like I was searching for the Darth Maul action figure, which I recently found at Second and Charles here recently. I was what? very excited for. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's like a flashback into my childhood, but because uh, <laughs> that was like the toy to have then. Um, but I mean, I love Darth Maul. The look of him, the the character himself, even though he didn't say much, like you just got this presence from him. Right. I see in the book, he's this character that his. I mean, he was taken from Dathomir mm-hmm. as a child and raised as a Sith for his abilities. And in the Phantom Menace book, he's been raised to hate. The Jedi. I mean, they have stolen everything from the Sith, and we have to hide, and we have to do this and that, just because of these, this um, conglomerate of, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, us two are going to take down, you know. <laughs> so when he gets to go in the Phantom Menace, he's ready, and he's just, he's been waiting with bated breath to, like, pounce. Oh, yeah. And he finally gets to come out, and he is excited. Well, and I like how you said that pounce, yes. <laughs> because he always gave off kind of the vibe of like a uh, like a rabid animal, like just ready to hunt, uh, like to, just to kill at any given second. Um, and now we haven't really read the new comic line, um, I but I know it. in the comic line, yeah, <laughs> I've got I've got part of it. Like I went through to the comic book store, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to get the whole line. Got back home, I'm missing number three. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, so I have all of them, but one of them. Um, but I mean, like, I, I know in the first one, I've read that one where, like, it, I mean, this guy is hunting raftars. Like, and we've seen those things in action in Force yeah. Awakens. You're not hauling raftars on here, are you? <laughs> so, I mean, it's just kind of, just Maul in general, I mean, he's savage. Like he He's savage, an animal, but at the same time, very controlled, which makes him like the ultimate weapon almost. He's brutal. He is. Mm-hmm. And um, 
speaking of savage, Savage, uh. <laughs> you know, finds him on, I can't remember, the, the junk planet. Yeah. The track. I think it was like a junk planet. I want to say it was Lothal. Like, not on Lothal, but there was like a junk moon, I think it was, right. of Lothal or something like that. And I can't remember exactly. I'm sure mm-hmm. that's, you know. But he's ravaged with insanity. Oh, yeah. I mean, how would you feel if you got cut in half and then thrown away, mm-hmm. literally? It, literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tossed down, and there you go. <laughs> Do you but know I mean, where he got his spider legs? I'm asking. I think um, I, it's been a minute since I've watched this episode, but I want to. I, I think it was something to do with the Force doing that. So in the Darth Vader comics, um, in the like, I think it was like number four or three, something like that. We actually see Vader do something similar, where he takes parts from a droid and it starts to infuse with him and repair himself. Right. Um, I think with Maul, it was like this overwhelming revenge and will to not really will to live but will to carry out that revenge. And through the force, he inadvertently created this for him. And he used um, the tools given to him by Sidious to Mm -hmm. survive. So, um, yeah. Definitely. And and real quick, too, like, I want to give, like, major props to Sam Witwer, the the voice actor for him all. I mean, my goodness. I've, I've listened to interviews of him talking about, like, putting those scenes together and stuff like that. Cause it's really cool seeing a lot of what he said in the beginning um, where they where Savage first found him and everything um, where he was saying something, it was something to the effect of um, that. It, it's what's in your mind is the hard part. It kind of mm-hmm. stuff like that came full circle in rebels. When we get to see him again and everything, like a lot of those themes, if anything, Maul is consistent. He knows what he wants and he goes for it. And so, I mean, Sam Whitworth played him, beautifully if there was ever a way to play it yeah i can't think of anyone that could have done it better except for maybe um the guy that auditioned for it yes warwick davis yeah except for maybe him (laughs) yes except for maybe warwick davis but i mean warwick davis is getting his coming up so exactly i'm excited to see that oh yeah um but yeah i mean even moving forward that so i mean the most uninventive name ever, Savage Opress. Yes. <laughs> he found. <laughs> Just, let's, as far let's say as it a little Star French. Wars, yeah. you know, that is pretty unoriginal considering yeah. normal Star Wars <laughs> names. Oh, definitely. Well, in, in the, I guess the trend with me is kind of continued because with Rebels, I started watching it because I found out Ahsoka mate, met Vader. And so I started watching the whole thing because I, I told you originally. I wasn't really into it because it kind of seemed a little young and I was like, okay, well maybe this just isn't for me. Um, but when I saw the Ahsoka meets Vader, I got into it. Um, the same thing with Clone Wars is I found out Maul came back and I was like, wait, 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 wait. When he what? comes what? back? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Killing kids oh, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. That is brutal. Oh yeah. Uh, well, and, and that's, it, it, it's completely in his character too. Mm-hmm. It's just something that we never got to really see fleshed out on oh, yeah. screen. Um, which would have been, I mean, it would have taken Phantom Menace to like a Revenge of the Sith level kind of darkness. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, he comes full force straight after Kenobi. As soon as he gets his mind back from the Night Sisters and everything. Right, he gets his mind back and he gets mm-hmm. new legs from Mommy. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, <laughs> the Night Mother. Yes. Um, so, um, yeah. 
he gets his mind back, and when he does, man, I mm-hmm. feel sorry for Kenobi in a way. And oh, it, it's going to be a while before his revenge is enacted, really. But it's wow. <laughs> oh, definitely. And what's what's cool too with that? I mean, back with him being that animal animalistic kind of character. I mean, you can almost kind of see it between the crazy mall and then when he's honed in. It's like a dull weapon that hasn't really been used in a while, really doesn't know his purpose, and he's just kind of like, I don't know, I've, I've got to do something, I've got to survive, I've got to do this and everything, and then all of a sudden it's like somebody took him in and yeah. made him well, and all of a sudden he's like, I know where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> like and, the first thing. And he thing. got the Sith patience, even though mm-hmm. he, you would think... It, in Phantom Menace, he really didn't have a ton of patience. You know, mm. he was like, okay, oh, no. let's go, let's go, let's go. But, right. um, you know, in Clone Wars, he developed it, I guess, mm-hmm. over, you know, he's like, I've come this far, so, yeah, we're going to do this. And when we oh, do, yeah. it's going to be brutal. Well, and, and I think awesome. he really, yeah, and I think he really got the patience after the after his second bout with Kenobi, where him and Savage both lost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right before they're discovered by Death Watch. Um, but they, they lost and right. he was just kind of like, okay, well, can't do this the second time <laughs> the same way, basically. Cause Maul's like, okay, so the first time didn't work cause it was just me. What if I add one more person? <laughs> right. <laughs> and and it ends up his name is Savage. Way. So you can't get any more Savage than that. That's, that's true. I mean, it kind of is. You're yeah. adding Savagery. <laughs> and then when you say it with that French accent, I mean. Exactly. It's even more savage. <laughs> no, it's savage. It's savage. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, that that first encounter with Kenobi though, like, is I- insane. I, and I love how the animators set that scene. Like, one of the one of the major things, and it, well, it's not major, but one of the things I remember most about that scene is that droid that. Kenobi comes up on as he's coming walking down that path where literally it's just sitting there just hitting the wall over mm-hmm. and over again. Like it made me feel like like in a horror movie when you see that kind of stuff. Right. Where it's like that repetitive get you in a trance kind of thing. But like it was just it was freaky because I mean this guy terrorized this town to a point where it messed up a droid. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I, I mean. Was like, wow. Yeah. Like I mean it was it was rough. Um, but I mean even going forward from there, like he continues that except he's more of a honed weapon. He's more polished. He's more, okay, cool. It didn't work the first time. Let's do it this way. Let's go behead some people. Right. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. (laughs) And we're going to accumulate our shadow collective by cutting off heads and taking names. Now that scene with the, uh, the black sons was awesome. That like, was supposed I was to be a longer scene. It got cut. Oh, was it? It, it got cut for um, content. It got um, censored. But I could imagine. <laughs> you can actually get that full scene, I think, on the Blu-ray um, okay. extras. See, now I need to get the extra. I need, I need to get the Blu-rays now. It's got to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for them to put like I don't know if they have yet, but like a complete Clone Wars. I know they've got the individual seasons right. and stuff like that. I don't know if they have one that's complete yet with everything in it. I, I want the same for Rebels, too. Yeah. That's why I haven't bought those yet. I'm just kind of like, ah. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah. So, 
Yeah, and they also did that with uh, Pre Vizsla. Mm-hmm. They, they showed him cutting off his head and the head rolling down the stairs, and oh, yeah. it didn't make the cut because, you know, it's a kid's show. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was... Maul's whole it. arc is like, it should be censored. But, yes. I mean, it got dark. But it's um, so great. But it is so great. That's why we yeah. are going to talk about why um, the animated series are indeed Star Wars and why mm-hmm. they should not be discounted just because they're animated. Oh, definitely. That episode's absolutely coming soon. Very soon. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, but I mean, like everything with Maul, and I lo- especially love him on Mandalore because mm-hmm. you see. It's almost like you actually see the the Sidious come out of it. What he learned from his master, that long game that Palpatine played for forever. Um, I, I don't know how somebody has that kind of patience, but and to not mess up, slip up, or anything like that. I mean, there were a couple close calls, but at the same time, like one thing could have taken it all down. And the same thing with Paul, he was one shot away from losing it all, um, which he ends up losing it all. Not yeah. Doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I mean, his duel with Pre Vizsla and everything, because I mean, I really never liked Pre Vizsla anyways. Uh, for one, the his voice kind of, I don't know, it didn't strike leader-esque to me. <laughs> it seemed a little whiny to me, but I mean, that's up to me. Well, that's that's my opinion. Uh, up to me, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my opinion. Um, but I mean, I, I like the duel between them because it really showed Maul's I guess his proficiency mm-hmm. and how much of a weapon he really truly is. Um, and then for him to just, no, I'm going to lose your head. <laughs> I would have loved to have read that arc, like the mm-hmm. actual, you know, Oh my um, gosh, that would have been great. I would have loved to have been able to read what was going through Pre Vizsla's mind mm-hmm. because to me, I mean, Maul, yeah, Pre Vizsla got some, strikes in there a couple of times but I, it kind of looked to me like mom was just playing with them oh yeah it, it was the lion playing with his food yep. <laughs> it's literally what it was he's like i'm gonna <laughs> give him something here and you know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> he was taunting him the whole time so i, I completely agree with that so do you want to talk about what happened when he finally does get kenobi mm. after previous love I know it's one of your favorite scenes in Clone Wars. <laughs> it breaks my heart with what, with what happens. Because, I mean, with it, it's cool, though, that you finally get to see that Obi-Wan dealt with a lot of the same things that Anakin did. Um, because it, Obi-Wan's character, which, I mean, it's not saying anything negative to the character, but it's, it's he's always been the Jedi. You and I have had that conversation where he's probably more Jedi than anyone on the council or anyone that we're ever introduced to um, because he truly believes in the Jedi way. But to hear him tell Satine that if you would have told me to leave the order, I would have for you. Mm-hmm. I would have dropped it all and left it for you. Um, and, and even that being their last words together was, I mean, that was messed up. <laughs> yeah, It was pretty crazy. Um, I shed a tear. Oh yes, Whoa. definitely. um so i kept thinking i knew what was going to happen obviously i can't imagine Mm -hmm. what would have happened if i didn't right probably and had watched the entire season straight and 
Mm-hmm. You know, so oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, to see the anger on Kenobi's face and to watch Maul watch Kenobi's anger and sit in that chair like Captain Kirk. <laughs> it was, oh yeah, it was pretty awesome. Oh, definitely. Um, it. I, I, I feel like in the Clone Wars, that's one of many profound scenes in, in that whole overarching story. Um, because again, that's where you really get a glimpse into Obi-Wan. Um, aside from being the master or the Padawan, uh, you actually get to see him be human. Mm-hmm. And that, it's really cool because I mean, that adds another dimension to Obi-Wan. Um, and like you said, seeing him get angry all of a sudden, because I mean, I, I kind of feel like we saw the similar thing in Phantom Menace but this anger stayed. <laughs> it it yeah. tried to stay. Yeah. Well, I feel he, like it stayed really a little did, more than the yeah, first. He yeah. did. He was able to push it down, but mm-hmm. he did not want to at first. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that, that was the murderous uh, Kenobi look yeah, right he there. Was like if I had you right now and I wasn't in oh, this yeah. situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I wanted to say the next thing that I saw was Sidious. I love that scene. Like, okay, so have you ever played Kingdom Hearts? No. Okay, so it's a PlayStation game for anybody who doesn't know. But it's Kingdom Hearts. It's like Final Fantasy meets Disney and everything. Oh. Like, it, it's actually got Disney characters in it and all that kind of stuff. Love that game. One of my favorite games. Um, but the way Sidious fought, reminded me of one of those characters uh there's like an organization 13 and that's how they fight is like dragging their swords dragging their keyblades and kind of things like that and the way he fought was just so intimidating it really um, was he could yeah he was just playing with them too he's like oh yeah well i mean and, and you notice that too and it's always creepy to me when like especially when he walked into the room for the first time all of a sudden, you see the the Mandalorians like shove up against the wall and slide straight up, mm-hmm. and everything. It's just kind of like, Ugh. <laughs> like yeah, it feels like a poltergeist kind of thing. I was thinking Freddy right? Krueger type stuff, but <laughs> yeah. And you know, this was to be in that room. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty epic. And um, you know, he bows down and he's like, "I've done all this to be right back at your side." Well, no, right. you're kind of Mm-mm. a rival at this point, and you're dead. Mm-hmm. Well, kind yeah, of. Exactly. <laughs> your dreams, hopes, and dreams are dead. Yep, literally rips it all away from him in seconds. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's the craziest thing, too. Because, I mean, obviously, Sidious is taking, keeping tabs on everything, taking note of everything that goes on in the galaxy. Um, but I mean, Maul did become a rival. Mm-hmm. Um, he was headed that way and he realized, cause I mean, for the, for the first time, Maul pretty much united the underworld under one blanket. And then on top of that, completely took over a warrior culture, a warrior planet. So pretty much raised an entire army almost overnight. <laughs> um, and Sidious is like, mm, no, no, that can't, that can't happen. Um, but the lightsaber battle, though, that ensued was one of my favorites, like, ever. <laughs> That's yeah. one of my favorite battles. because I mean, It was really amazing. And I oh, yeah. loved the smile on Sidious's face when he stabbed double lightsabers into Savage. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. to see Maul's face. Because, 
the Sith have taken everything from him. They've taken, oh, yeah. you know, his family. They've taken his whole life, really. They've taken mm -hmm. his sanity. They've taken everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Definitely. Well, and one thing that is, well, one thing among many, um, that's cool to see come out of Maul in that scene is his care for his brother. Mm -hmm. um, because it's not something that you ever see from Maul of care for anybody. He's got one mission, one mission only. He goes... And he tries to play it off like, oh, you're just my apprentice. You're just right. the one I'm training. But you actually see him feel for someone else other than himself in that moment. Well, Savage um, is the only person that has not betrayed mm -hmm. or failed him. Because even right. though Savage died, I mean, that mm -hmm. was failing him. And he says that I was a poor apprentice. You know, yeah. he was never a Sith. He was. I think he even goes so far as to say, "I, I'm, I wasn't ever like you, I brother. I was never like yeah. you, and you know, and Maul had tried to make him like him, and I think that mm -hmm. there's guilt there. Oh yeah, definitely, um, because I mean, he's been so focused on that one thing, Kenobi, um, getting revenge on Kenobi, making making him suffer. Um, and Savage so, saved his life. Mm -hmm, definitely, multiple so, times. Multiple <laughs> but times, yeah, but yeah, I mean, like the big, you know. When mm -hmm. he's insane with Spider, you oh know, yeah, he, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, Savage was searching for family the whole time. Yes. He was searching for his brother. That's what um, he wanted. Maul didn't think that he needed family, but it came out in the end that that was his brother, and that's yeah. what he calls him in the end, and everything. And he doesn't want him to go. He does, he. It's not one of those cold Sith. Oh well, I'm just throw you away, get a new one. Right. It, he actually cared for this person. Right. Um, which is a new side of Maul that we don't ever get to see. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we finish Clone Wars. That's that arc of Clone Wars mm -hmm. with Sidious lightning and saying, well, I'm not going to kill you at least. So mm -hmm. I still have use of you. Yeah. I still have <laughs> use of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And then we go all the way into Rebels. Yes. To one of my favorite episodes. The old Twilight fool. Leaper. Yes, the old the uh, old master. Well, he's an old fool at first. Well, he isn't. He is an old fool, but <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I thought they called. Him... Oh no, no. Well, Ezra. Oh, Ezra. Or he had asked Ezra what his name was, and he says Jabba. Right. <laughs> Ezra's sarcasm, um, and then he says, "Call me old master." Right. No, I could have yeah. swore Ezra said something. Yeah, old fool, more like it. Probably, yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. I didn't rewatch that one. Yeah. <laughs> All good. <laughs> but yeah, but we, I mean, we come into Twilight of the Prentice and we meet Old Master, yes. which I mean, anybody who knows anything about Star Wars at that point can see that this is Maul. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he meets Ezra for the first time, which ends up being pretty, pretty big for the following stories and things like that, because he's keep and I love the whole kind of taunting Canaan of our apprentice or my, my apprentice, apprentice and stuff like that. Canaan's yeah. like, bruh, <laughs> he's not yours. He will never be yours. And Maul's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Our apprentice. See, Canaan doesn't realize how close though Maul actually came. Oh yeah. He came very close to, to taking Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, credit to Maul. I mean, he did make Kanan cooler. 
Yeah. <laughs> he did make him very, very... Very cool and very, very blind. Cool. Yeah, very blind. <laughs> so Maul is able to play Ezra mm-hmm. like a violin. Um, so, yeah, he's able to just um, play him. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, Ezra has been so naive this whole time. It's just, oh, Jedi training, Jedi training. Basically as if it were a kid in the real world, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody had come up to me as a kid and were like, hey, I'm going to teach you to be a Jedi, I'm like, cool. cool. I get a lightsaber? Yeah, I get a lightsaber, and I never <laughs> like, get to have an attachment again. My enti- That's a totally different story. <laughs> That's a totally different show. Well, Kanan doesn't teach him that way. Like, And I like how Kanan even goes so far as to say that his teaching was incomplete in one of the episodes. Because he's talking, talking to Ezra saying, well, I've taught you all that I can teach you. Right. And he's like, well, I don't think so, because you can teach me about life. And right. you can teach me about so much more about being a man um, and, and things like that. And so I feel like that warring faction between Kanan and Maul, like it, it gave Ezra's character a lot more dimension to me. Even though most of the time I was screaming at the TV going, Ezra, you're an idiot. <laughs> but I mean. Aren't all it, kids yeah. idiots, though? I mean, at one point or another. <laughs> But yeah, so, I mean, it was cool seeing somebody coming so close to the dark side. Because it's not something we've ever seen where someone's actually been able to flirt with the line mm-hmm. and still come out how on they top. originally, yeah, right. come in on top and, and, and things like that. Because with that, um, I think it was a mid-season premiere or something like that, or actually it was, no, the season three premiere, where you see Ezra actually use something he found from the Sith Holocron. Where right. he kind of backed off that AT Walker. It when you, because you and I kind of talked about it uh, a while back, I think. Um, but I didn't really take it to heart. It was almost like, oh, cool, use the force or whatever. But like watching it again, I mean, it's it's kind of sickening to watch a little yeah, bit. It's intense. It's just kind of like, oh man, because he literally led someone to commit suicide. So it's just kind of like, I don't know. But I mean, Maul has such a hold on him at that point, um, and he doesn't even realize it. Well, how is him getting someone to commit suicide any different than him just throwing someone off of a cliff? The morality. <laughs> See you saying that time. Hi. You're rubbing off on me. I am, I am. All right. So, um, he gets... Ezra to flirt with the dark side and Mm -hmm. then comes to him via the voices and the visions. Mm -hmm. Thus the name visions and voices. (laughs) That was a nice segue right there. You 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 did. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) Pretty slick. Uh (laughs) I'm a good one. Smart. Oh yeah. Well, SMRT. (laughs) SMRT. (laughs) Um, but in this episode, <laughs> uh, so we get to go back to Dathomir and everything to the Night Sisters and all that. Um, what I found kind of jarring, even going back to, because I mean, obviously everything points to Kenobi. Um, that's his whole purpose for everything. Um, Maul actually has a shrine to Satine, um, where the dark saber is right at right there. The the hilts displayed basically mm-hmm. um and there's a painted picture of satine behind it 
I want to know what you thought about what you think about that because that was creepy as everything to me. I think that it is his crowning achievement, and who would not have a trophy of their absolute favorite moment in their entire life? Mm, that's true. I mean, you have to think of it so from Maul's point but of so view. True. I mean, yeah. That was the moment that he cut the one person the deepest that he wanted to cut. That's true. And he's just going to ha-ha that moment to mm-hmm. the end and back. Well, like you said, he sat there and just watched it and enjoyed it as if yeah. it were his entertainment he for did. the night. He sat there yeah. and he grinned and he sat there Captain Kirk style. Like, so. <laughs> oh, definitely. Um yeah, that, it was. I, I didn't notice it the first time I watched it, and that's why, like, when I saw that, I was just, mm, "That's mm. yeah." <laughs> well, and, and you'd mentioned too when you and I were kind of talking about this episode about the the serial killer kind of thing, which made it even worse. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> like, he's ugh, yeah, that 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 creeped me out. That was a part where, and it's, it sounds weird to say because I mean, obviously, Maul has crossed quite a few lines. <laughs> but for that one, it was just that's where it really jarred me. Of like, oh gosh, okay, this is serious. This is really creepy. <laughs> it really is, and oh, you yeah. know. But I mean, if you look at it from his point of view, at least one time in his life, he succeeded doing what he wanted. That's true. Mm-hmm. He actually got to basically take a hit mm-hmm. at the one person he's been after the whole time. Exactly, uh, a pretty significant hit too. And then, I mean. Why not rejoice in it and have that there to look at and go, yep, I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm so awesome. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and another part of that episode, though, that I, that I thought was worth noting, um, like we talked about Savage, where when Savage died, he called him brother, and he, he didn't want him to leave him, and he actually felt something for him. He calls Ezra that. He says we could be brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like he's searching to fill that hole that Savage left. He wants uh, to belong. Real... He wants oh, revenge, yeah. and he is still very Sith-like, but he does mm-hmm. want to belong. So do you think that maybe at that point, uh, Maul has considered what life would be like if he had already succeeded in his revenge? Or do you think he was still blinded by it? I think that he has already decided that what his life is going to be like past revenge. Yes, he is consumed by it until it happens, but he has he has been able to sit in that, you know, darkness long mm-hmm. enough to go, so once this happens, because it's going to happen, <laughs> right? Right. Because there's no thing in his mind that ever says in three swipes, and you're done, Mm -mm. you know, three strikes and you're out. Um, He seriously believes that this is going to work. And when it does, I wonder what's going to happen. That little kid, I'm going to, I'm going to make him me. Yep. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pass my crazy on. Yeah. (laughs) That's what everybody wants to do. Everybody wants to duplicate themselves. That's true. I mean, I when you have kids or whatever, that's exactly what you want to do. You want to duplicate yourself. Some people say they want a better life for their kids than they have for themselves, yet they pretty much try to make a little 
person that's exactly like them. Now we're getting deep into it. <laughs> yes. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't think of Maul that way as far as... Because, I mean, I, yeah, I think with Ezra, there is that little bit of legacy that he's looking for. Um, but it, it almost kind of gives me that sense of that he's still searching for that family that he mm-hmm. never got to have. Well, um, I mean, yeah, that's... I mean, that's exactly... What he wants. He's been alone since mm-hmm. Savage, except mm-hmm. for torture, probably. I mean, we don't know. Yeah. But um, although one of my friends told me about a book, um, The Wrath of Darth Maul, and I'm looking forward to reading that. Okay. And um, so, yeah, I think that as much of Legacy, it's not duplicating yourself isn't necessarily just about legacy it's about belonging and having someone value you enough mm-hmm. to want to be your legacy that's true because my kids i i mean they love me but mm-hmm. in, in order for them to want to pass along my ideals they're going to need to respect me enough and love you know have enough passion for what i believe in to believe in it themselves Definitely. And, and you see that in Maul, too, with the manipulation that he uses on Ezra, where he acts super, super nice to him and builds that trust with him. Because uh, like you have that moment where Ezra goes over to get the Sith hol- holocron. He's coming back and Maul catches him by the holocron. Mm-hmm. And so you have that split second where Maul's like, should I let him go? Should yeah. I bring him up? <laughs> kind of stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you definitely see that throughout him and Ezra's relationship. Um, so yeah. But I mean, that's what the Sith really are about because I mean, there can only be two and Mm -hmm. you teach your apprentice just enough because you know what the only way to rank up in that organization is. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, I mean, when it comes to it, you kind of wonder, hmm, Mm -hmm. is this really a sustainable model? Right. <laughs> Which, and he, I mean, he even makes comment too multiple times about how the Sith are, oh, they should be no more, um, that they're, um, that doesn't work, it kind doesn't of things work. like that, where, where they abandon him. See, I mean, the, the Sith and the Jedi, to me, are relatively the same, as far as, like, dogma. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, you go in it, and it's just all-encompassing. It's everything. Mm-hmm. You can't just live by dogma. You have to live your life as a life. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. if not, you make a whole bunch of crazy people that go around killing people. <laughs> Which is most likely what would have happened if Maul had survived. <laughs> so then it comes down to the desert. Yep. The twin, twin sons. sons. Mm-hmm. So I knew this was coming. I was not disappointed in the fight scene. I'm not anymore. No, because, but because I know I initially know that a I lot was. Of yeah, were, um, because it happened so quickly. But yeah. Well, and for me, I think it was more of the trailering up to it. So it actually plays into your whole trailer <laughs> trailer version. Like it, it was the trailer up to it, where it made it seem like it was just going to be this 
huge battle and all this other kind of stuff. But like it rewatching was it, huge. it was huge. Yeah, you're right. Because uh, going back through and rewatching it and everything, I mean, it there the weight of it is there. Oh, it's it, it there. is a huge. Battle. I mean, it's like yeah. wham, wham, wham. And yep. oh man, you know, because Maul does his little growly thing, and mm-hmm. and then Kenobi's sitting there going, Satine this, and Qui Gon that, and Luke's over there, and wham, wham, wham. Yep. And you're dead. Obi Wan's not messing around at this point. <laughs> no, he says, I'm older, I'm wiser, yep. um, I'm, I'm gonna be manipulative here a short while. I'm mm-hmm. going to be a, to- um, he's a do- totally different po- person by this point. He's not Clone oh, Wars Kenobi. Right. Oh, absolutely. No, he's grown so much. And that's the thing is like, you've got Maul. I mean, who has grown in some respects, we'll say. I mean, but he hasn't made the leaps that Obi-Wan has. Because Obi-Wan is here. He is here for one purpose. And that's it. So old revenge and old uh, enemies aside... It, 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 you're not going to get close to this kid, especially. And I think what really clicks for him, or at least what it seems like, is when he says that you're protecting someone. Maul calls him out on that, and Obi Wan's like, "Nope, we're dropping it now." Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're you're too close. I don't I don't like it. So yeah. Um, but I mean, I love that everything he did was defensive though, because thinking about it, Obi Wan in Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. offensive to to uh, Maul in that fight. Um, the second time they meet after that, offensive. Um, becomes defensive because he's trying to get away. <laughs> but, yeah. But, I mean, every single encounter seems to be offensive where Obi-Wan's like, I'm playing into your hand, basically. Not intentionally, but he does what Maul wants him to do. At this point, he's like, you're going to swing. I don't think Maul swing. wanted him to cut him in half. I'm not sure. Well, no. No, I don't I don't think that he wanted <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> but I mean, as far as like playing in his hand is it, like aggravating him, uh, making See, him I, the aggressor. I, I get the impression that he truly wanted to watch him turn mm-hmm. before he killed him. You know, to see him break and abandon who he is. Uh, yeah. yeah, break and just give up everything that he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I think he was trying to do. Well, yeah, because he he makes mention of it. I can't remember exactly how he says it, but he makes mention of it when with Satine and things like that. It's like well, I don't want to kill him yet. I want him to suffer, right? And I want him to suffer, and I'm going to watch it. Like exactly. I mean, I'm going to be the spectator to him losing everything. This is prime and, time to me. Exactly. Um, and so, in all honesty, I mean, if if Obi Wan had not, if it had not played out the way it did, which it would have been travesty if it didn't. But if it had not played out the way it did, I feel like Maul would have left from where they were and headed toward Luke. Yes. And would have found him and was like, all right, cool. You got something else you care about? We'll take yep. care of that. We'll take care of that. <laughs> I can Definitely. handle that. Mm-hmm. And then there would be a little Luke picture right by Satine. Oh. oh. No. <laughs> Man. <laughs> and then the saga would have ended. No. <laughs> yeah. Directed by George Lucas. Well, actually, right. Dave Filoni in that case. But there you go. <laughs> so I wrote an obituary for Maul. That's how much I truly appreciated his character. So, yeah, oh, yes. it's on it's the brilliant. site. So I laughed at it a while ago. So hopefully somebody else can laugh too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, like, 
yes, we dissect these characters and things like that, but you gotta have fun with it. I mean, right. that's the whole thing of Star Wars. It's it's fun to talk about this stuff. Um, and the obituary, I mean, you can't help but laugh. Because, like, well, it's punny. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love. It's very punny. We're both cheese balls, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure everybody knows that by now. By now. Uh, <laughs> But if you just join us, no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, just like Heather said, check that out on the website for sure. It's KesselRunWeekly.com. Um, I think it's in our Just for Fun column. <laughs> I think so, yeah. But yeah. Um, so it's right there on the front page. You'll be able to see it and everything. Um, I, I, I love reading it. I probably read it like 20 times already. I love it. <laughs> Tis great. <laughs> but yeah, I think that overall... Maul is a very destroyed character. Mm -hmm. He's brutal and animalistic and caring and misunderstood all at the same time. Very complicated character. Very complicated. (laughs) And I'm so glad that Filoni brought him back in The Clone Wars. I'm so glad for that. Um, And I love how he brought him back. Exactly. It, it it's just it was it was awesome because it was it seemed looking at the his overall arc it seems that his quest was one to try to be whole again whether it be with that revenge or with his brother anything like that i mean maul's ultimate quest was to try to be whole again in some way ironically because he was cut in half but yes. <laughs> so Whole in some way, multiple ways, actually. Right. Of course, now his legs are lost without him. That's true. <laughs> oh man, so we can we, we can do it all, do these all day. So. Yes, They're, yeah, the obituary is full of them. So. Oh yes. <laughs> so if you like puns and cheesiness, check it yes. out. <laughs> all right, guys. So thank you again for joining us for our Darth Maul episode. It was very very fun. Um, if you want more, because I mean, let's be honest, you want more. <laughs> um, you can visit us at KesselRunWeekly.com for all of our past episodes and future episodes. Um, they come out every half a century of them, not century, okay. but like half, <laughs> half a hundred fifty. Oh yes, yes, we we crossed our milestone. I don't even know how we didn't celebrate it. We crossed our milestone with fifty, uh, yeah. fifty episodes. That's um, huge. so one hundred is just around the corner, right? <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so yeah, so definitely check those out. There's plenty of stuff there, um, and it never gets old. So I mean, <laughs> or at least not to us. Or no, to me. not I don't me. Know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we come out with new episodes every single Wednesday and Friday, um, and they're up on our website uh, and on our social media. Uh, find us on social media: Instagram, we chill out a lot. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, um, at Castle Run Weekly, and uh, yeah. So cool. All right. Well, and that is this episode. So until next time, guys, my name is Danny. I'm Heather. And may the force be with you.